Hello and welcome 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 to yet another episode of the What's New on the Net.com podcast. Pretty excited to be here myself. I am your host as usual Saurab Gaswala in the studio, and today is Sunday, February 6, 2022. Come with me as I take you on the weekly journey of the most important and useful headlines from the world of technology. But before I do that, I have an announcement to make. Earlier in the week, we launched a new segment for our subscribers, yes, listen carefully, only for those who subscribe to this podcast first. It's called the 2-Minute Mic segment. Now this one is pretty straightforward. If you are a founder of a CEO or CTO of any kind of tech business anywhere in the world, subscribe and come on this podcast to say your piece, mind you, without any interruption. For as much as 2 minutes. So how's that eh? For that matter if you can prove to us that you are a tech nerd of any kind, a blogger, writer, influencer, just about anybody from the world of tech, subscribe and get your two minutes of fame. So what are you waiting for? Write in to me at whatsnewonthenet.com at gmail.com requesting entry. Without doubt the biggest tech story this week was of how the world's largest network Facebook was slowing down. This saturation was bound to happen someday. Meta announced Wednesday that its daily users fell for the first time ever in a quarter, along with lower-than-expected ad growth. The news immediately sent its stock plunging by as much as 20%. And of course the news generated massive uproar on social media including on Facebook, Insta and such, and memes and tweets, the whole world, it seemed for a minute there, was only talking of the downward turn. Meta revealed that the main Facebook app lost 1 million daily users in North America, where it makes the most money from advertising. Despite Facebook's rebranding to Meta, its stock dropped so much that it wiped out roughly $200 billion in market value. The massive drop is proof that the company's core business of social media is suffering. Furthermore, user growth across Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp was essentially flat last quarter, according to the fourth quarter earnings report. Gmail is quite a popular email tool so this one is for those of you who use Gmail. From February 8th, Gmail users can opt in to a new design, and if they don't like it, can revert to the classic Gmail via settings, according to a Google blog post. Google will update its workspace blog with more details as the rollout commences. The rollout will go all the way to April. It's not a dramatic redesign for Google's Gmail users but the move feels Google will make it easier for users to switch between its communications apps. Software and hardware bug hunters love finding loopholes and vulnerabilities in order to win some prize from big tech. It's for this community that Intel this week announced Project Circuit Breaker. Intel said it was expanding its bug bounty program by building a community of elite hackers to hunt bugs in firmware, hypervisors, GPUs, chipsets and more. Intel's existing open bug bounty program will be broadened and enhanced through Project Circuit Breaker, a time-boxed series of events focused on specific new platforms and technologies, training and opportunities for more hands-in collaboration with Intel engineers. 
Through Project Circuit Breaker, Intel said it was creating a community dedicated to offer training to security researchers, exciting new hacking challenges and opportunities to explore at unprecedented levels with new and pre-release products, as well as new collaborations with Intel engineers. The first project it called Camping with Tigers has already been launched in December last year and will end in May 2022, with bounty multipliers being offered prizes at three milestones for eligible vulnerabilities. Remember, you heard it first here. For long Indians have been asking that the Indian government legally recognize cryptocurrency. To date, there's no law in India on this. But on Tuesday, India took one step towards recognizing digital currency when its finance minister announced as part of the union budget proposals that India's central bank the Reserve Bank of India will launch a digital currency or the digital rupee next fiscal year. Blockchain technology will be used in the product. The minister has also proposed a 30% tax on income from transfer of virtual digital assets such as cryptocurrencies and NFTs. She also proposed a tax deduction at source of on payments made related to purchase of virtual assets to capture details of all such transactions. This led to chatter on social networks with people wondering how without a cryptocurrency law, such transactions could be taxed. Me thinks within a few days, once the proposals are passed in the Indian parliament, the picture will get even more clearer. Here is a shout out to founders, co-founders, CEOs, CTOs and C-suite guys of tech unicorns, businesses and startups around the world. Come share your business story on our weekly podcast. CEO Speak is a new slot we have introduced in which the top management of tech companies can tell the rest of their community of their success, their struggles, and so on. Plus, as a bonus, the same will also be published on our website whatsnewonthenet.com. Get your invite by writing into us at whatsnewonthenet.com, at gmail.com. As you may have realized from that announcement, a lot of exciting things are happening on this podcast so I request you to jump straight in. And don't forget to like, subscribe and download. Now to our next segment the one on startups. Earlier this week I reported on the birth of a new internet browser. Called Island it was not born overnight but took two years to build in stealth mode before the wraps were pulled off. Island works on the premise that businesses in post-pandemic environments are looking out for a browser that helps balance remote and hybrid workforces. It's big on cybersecurity, and has productivity features that mainstream alternatives such as Google Chrome and Microsoft Edge do not offer, or so it claims. On its website, Island claims to, and I quote, put the enterprise in complete control of the browser, delivering a level of governance, visibility, and productivity that simply weren't possible before, unquote. By doing so, the browser will become a centralized hub for protecting the user, data, and network. Headquartered in Dallas, USA with research and development in Tel Aviv, Island is led by co-founder and CEO Mike Fay, previously president and COO at Symantec and GM and CTO of McAfee, along with co-founder and CTO Dan Amiga, inventor of web isolation technology and previously founder and CTO of Fireglass. 
If you want to know more go over to what's new on the net.com to read my report there. Okay with that I am at the end of today's podcast. Fun wasn't it? Hope you found our news stories interesting. Then why don't you say so by leaving a comment behind. I am out of here for now. This is your host Saurabh Gaswala signing off. Until we meet next Sunday. Stay healthy, stay safe. <laughs>